0: Hello and welcome back to Major League Talk Giants edition. Today is Friday, June 9th, 2023. My name is Henry and this is episode 21. Today we're going to be going over the series against the Colorado Rockies. The Giants 20th series of the season was on the road against the fifth place Rockies. This three game set follows the two series losses at home by the Giants, the team looking to rebound. The first game looked to be all Giants, 14 hits, 11 walks, getting 20 base runners into scoring position. And uncharacteristic for Coors Field, none of the Giants managed to get enough barrel on the ball to hit it out of the park. Yet they did end up with eight doubles and a triple. The Giants won the game 10-4. to The next two games were dramatic, both seeing the Giants come from behind to win. In game two, Webb was having a tough time missing the bats of the Rockies hitters, with the Rockies having a three-run uh, second and uh, eventually working to a 4-0 lead. The Giants first hit came in the sixth inning, and the first runs didn't come until the seventh. The bullpen came in clutch, and the Giants won 5-4. to In game three, Cobb also struggled, giving up four runs in the first inning. Those would be the only runs the Rockies would score, uh, luckily. The bullpen came in clutch again, holding the Rockies run this while. They came out in relief. The hitters started scoring again in the sixth, and clutch hits in the ninth put the Giants ahead. The Giants won 6-4, to completing the sweep. All right, so in game one, it was more of a bullpen game. Breby would open, and then Walker would follow. Manaya was the one who pitched the bulk of the innings, 4.2 innings in the middle. His final line was five hits, four earned, one walk, five strikeouts. For our batters, Wade Jr. was at first. He went three for three with three walks, three runs, and two RBIs. Estrada was at second. He went three for five with two strikeouts, a walk, and an RBI. Peterson was DHing. He went one for two with a strikeout, a walk, a run, and then Flores would come in a pinch hit and take Peterson's spot in the lineup to DH. He went 0 for 1 with a walk. Uh, And then Davis was at third. He went one for four with two strikeouts, a walk, a run, and three RBIs. Conforto was in right. He went one for three with a strikeout, a walk, and an RBI. Slater was pinch hitting and then playing center field for Conforto. He went 0 for two with two strikeouts. Hanniger was in left. He went one for five with three strikeouts, a walk, a run, and an RBI. Yaz was in center and then would go to play right. He went 0 for 4 with two strikeouts, two walks, and a run. Bailey was catching. He went three for five with a strikeout, two runs, and one RBI. Crawford was at short. He went one for five with two strikeouts, a run, and an RBI. That's 14 total hits, 39 at-bats, 16 strikeouts, 11 walks 10 runs to RBIs. Brevia had the first inning. He got a ground out, gave up a single to left, a double to center, walked the fourth batter, and then got a line out and a fly out with the bases loaded. So escaped runless there. Walker had a better second inning going one, two, three with a ground out to third and two strikeouts swinging. After Mania's 4.2 innings, Jackson came out in the seventh to get the last out with a runner on second. Manaya had got the first two outs, then walked a batter and gave up an RBI triple and then an RBI double. Uh, Jackson walked the first batter and then got a fly out uh, to an inning. Jackson came back out for the eighth, getting a strikeout, a line out, giving up a double, and then getting a ground out. Alexander came out for the ninth, getting a fly out, giving up a single, then getting a double play to end the game. Now, Listen to this. The offense left 15 on base, went six for 20 with runners in scoring position, hit eight doubles. That's Crawford, Hanninger, Davis, Estrada hit two, Wade Jr., and Bailey hit two. Bailey hit a triple. Crawford, Haniger, Conforto, Estrada, Bailey, and Davis hit two out RBIs. Davis got two of them. Davis also hit a sack fly. Peterson was hit by a pitch. The defense only turned one double play. The offense saw 240 pitches from the Rockies pitchers, 240. 20 at-bats had three balls, and 10 of those were full counts. So they were really working in Rockies pitchers, and uh, watching the game, it was very surprising that none of those balls managed to actually leave the yard. Uh, The commentators during the game were talking about how it was Probably due to the fact that it was cold that night. It was cooler, at least. So the air was pretty dense, uh, preventing those balls from actually leaving. But very, very long doubles for the Giants, and it ties the record of single-game doubles at eight. And they've got a lot of games at eight, I believe, about five or six of them. So because Mania pitched the bulk of the innings, we're going to look at his pitcher report. He threw 83 pitches, 57 four-seamers, 13 changeups, 13 sliders. All those four seamers, they are, excuse me, the changeups added 80, average 87.7. The four seamers average 93.8. Uh, the fastest one was 96.2. The slowest was 90.7. And his sliders averaged 79.4. All those four seamers, based on the zero reference point, were coming into a right handed batter. The change-ups also coming in, but not as much. And then the sliders had the most drop and were tailing into a righty. Good release point. And then his spray across the zone. He's actually got quite a few that are up out of the zone. And then they're kind of coming into and down to a righty. He threw 41 of his pitches in the strike zone. 42 were out of the zone. Batters swung at 39 of his pitches. And took 44. They swung at two sliders. And took the rest of them. And then the chained ups were about 50-50. And the four seamers about 50-50 as well. He threw 28 balls. 24 strikes. 16 were called. 8 were swinging. The batters made contact on 31 of his pitches. 16 foul tips. 9 hits for outs. 6 base hits. All the base hits. Surprise, surprise. Are four seam fastballs. 7 hard hits. Uh, pretty much all these hits that were hard or not hard are all four seamers. Only one of them was a hard hit slider, and that was a fly ball. Uh, two other fly balls that were hard hit were f- four seam fastballs. He had one hard hit line drive and three hard hit ground balls. So, and honestly, Manaya's performance here at course Field was not terrible. I mean, the offense picked him up. It was a 10-4 to 4 win. Uh, coming out of course Field, only getting four earned runs is not a bad performance over 4.2 innings, especially when the Rockies should be great at course Field. They play 81 games out of the year there. They should know how to handle those games, those elements. So not a terrible performance from Shamanaya to come out of there only giving up four earned runs. Uh, calling the balls and strikes, Ryan Willis, or excuse me, Ryan Wills, pardon me. Uh, he has an overall accuracy of 94%, an overall consistency of 92%, and his favor was plus 0.95 runs for Colorado. Impactful missed calls, top of the first, Lamette to Conforto, two outs, runners on second and third, 3-2 count, ball called a strike. Top of the second, Lamet to Yastrzemski, one out, bases empty, 3-2 count, ball called strike. And then bottom of the fifth, Minaya to Tavar, no outs, bases empty, 2-2 two, two count, ball is called a strike. Um, so two against the Giants, one uh, against the Rockies. Called ball accuracy, 98%, three of 160 called balls were actually true strikes. It's called strike accuracy. That's in the mid 80s, 85%. 11 of 73 called strikes are true balls. So that can use a bit of uh, improvement there. One thing that would be really cool to see is if they can take those missed calls and, uh, you know, at least show which team was getting the missed calls. If it was 50 50, if one team was getting more missed calls than the other, um, especially those uh, strikes. Uh, the ball's called strikes basically. I think that would be a pretty interesting fact to know. All right. So we're going to move on to game two. Uh, this was a web start and automatically anybody that's definitely been paying attention to webby starts and how the giants offense has been handling it. You kind of figure you're not going to get much run support out of, uh, out of the hitters. Um, and you just hope that web can keep it to about maybe one or two earned runs. Uh, he was hit around by the Rockies at one point stringing together four straight hits in the second to score three runs. Um, his final line was 5.1 innings pitched eight hits four earned two walks, three strikeouts and a home run, unfortunately, but let's move on to our lineup because we did end up winning this game. Wade junior was at first, he went two for five with a strikeout. Estrada was at second. He had a rough day. 0 for 5 with one strikeout. Peterson was DHing, 0 for 4 with two strikeouts, a walk, and a run. Uh, Conforto was in right. 0 for 4 with a strikeout, uh, a walk, and a run. Hanegar was in left. 1 for 2 with a strikeout, a walk, two runs. Yaz was in center. 0 for 2 with a strikeout. Uh, And then Slater would come in a pinch hit and play center. He went 2 for 2 with a run, two RBIs. Sable was catching. He went 0 for 2. And then Flores would come in a pinch hit for him. He went 1 for 1. And then Bailey would come in, play catcher. And he would draw, or he would get an RBI uh, on a sack bunt. So they, I think, gave it a fielder's choice. Uh, So that's how he got the 0 for 0. But it was a beautifully laid squeeze bunt. Safety squeeze there. Uh, Schmidt was playing third. Then he moved over to shortstop. He went one for three with two RBIs. Crawford was in short. He went 0 for two. uh, And then Davis come into to pinch hit for him and then play third. He went one for two with a strikeout. So not a lot of help coming from the top of the lineup. I mean, you look at Wade, Estrada, Peterson, Conforto, Haniger. Those guys only strung together three hits. Uh, But total, eight hits uh, and 34 at-bats, seven strikeouts
1: three walks, four runs, five RBIs. Excuse me, five runs. Silly me. All right. So for the rest of the pitchers, relieving Webb in the sixth
0: with only one out was Beck, who got a fly out and foul out to first in the inning. In the seventh, Taylor Rogers would come out getting a strikeout, giving up a double, getting another strikeout, intentionally walking the fourth batter, and then getting another strikeout. Uh, in the eighth, the other Rogers twin came out. Tyler had a 1-2-3 inning. I'm sure that helped with the uh, sibling rivalry there uh, with two ground outs to Tyro and a pop out to Tyro. Uh, in fact, one of those ground outs was actually a catch, but the second base ump did not see the catch, so nobody gave a signal that it was a catch, so he quickly made the throw to first. So it should have been a line out, a ground out, and a pop out. Uh, Duvall came out to close the game. The Giants having come back down 4-0 and had a 1-2-3 inning with a strikeout, a ground out to first, and a ground out to short. The Giants offense didn't record a hit until one out into the sixth and didn't record a run until the seventh, securing the tying and go-ahead runs in the eighth. They left eight on base, went four for 11 with runners in scoring position. Bailey had, like I said, a beautiful sack bunt, like probably the best sack bunt that I've seen this season. Uh, Reached safely on the pitcher's attempt to get the out at home. Uh, Haniger was hit by pitch. Schmidt grounded to a double play, and the defense turned one double play. The Giants scored on a Slater RBI single in the seventh. A Schmidt two RBI single in the seventh. A Slater RBI single in the eighth, and that Bailey sacrifice RBI in eighth. All right. So Logan Webb, like I said, he was just kind of getting hit around there in the uh, in the second. And we're going to look at some of those pitches that did get hit. But he threw 99 pitches, uh, 39 changeups, 36 sinkers, 16 sliders, and eight four seam fastballs. Now, the changeups averaged 88 on the nose. His four seamers, 92.6. His sinkers averaged 92 on the nose. And then his sliders averaged 84.2. As for the movement with the reference to that zero reference line, uh, the sliders were going away from a righty, and
1: the changeups, four seamers, and sinkers were coming into a righty. All relatively the same release point. His spray
0: across the strike zone, he doesn't have too many that are like way high. There are a couple that are above the strike zone, but they kind of start up and into a righty and then go down and away. Uh, he threw 45 pitches in the strike zone, and 54 out of the strike zone. Batters would swing at 52 of his pitches. A lot of those pitches were low and out too that they would swing at. They took 47. They swung mostly at his changeups and took. Uh, as for the taking, it was mainly sinkers and then they took sliders, changeups, and then the four seamers were the least ones that they took. Although a few compared it to how many four seamers they swung at, they
1: only swung at one four seamer and only four sliders. He threw 37 balls and 20 strikes, 10 called strikes, 10 swinging strikes. Um,
0: the strikes were all sinkers, sliders, and changeups. ups uh, He got called strikes mainly on sinkers. He got five, excuse me, six called strikes on sinkers. Uh, three sliders were called strikes and one changeup. And for the swinging strikes, five of those, uh, excuse me, six of those were changeups and then one slider and three sinkers, uh, batters made contact with 42 of his pitches, 22 foul tips, 12 hits for outs, then eight base hits. Those base hits, uh, were five sinkers and three changeups. Eleven hard hit balls, uh, two of them were fly balls. Those are both sinkers, um, and then seven line drives, six sinkers, and a changeup, and then two ground balls. Both of those were changeups for the hard hit balls. And now looking back at like the the hits that ended up being RBIs, um, one was a sinker, basically middle middle. Another one was a sinker, same location, middle middle. Uh, and then the home run that he gave up was a sinker that was to mainly to his glove side. Um,
1: but And then if you look at all the plays, you go back and look at the second inning and look at all the hits that were strung together. Uh, let's see. One single
0: was on a change-up that was kind of down, bottom of the zone in the middle. Uh, then, like I said, another single was a sinker, middle, middle. Another single was a sinker kind of middle, middle An RBI, double sinker, middle, middle. So yeah, they're, they're really hitting his sinkers basically is what I'm getting at is they were, they were really seeing that sinker. They're really tracking. They were almost sitting on it basically. And, um, so he still has some adjustments to make. And, uh, I think it's just showing again that the league is is catching on to what logan webb can really do um but overall he's still been doing really well this is just one of those starts where hey man even the best ones get hit around i mean if you look at the uh the braves mets game from last night where ozzy obvious walked it off with a three-run home run in the bottom of the 10th spencer strider got hit around for eight earned runs so the best of the best can can always get hit around a little bit it happens uh All the time, so. Nothing, I think, to really worry about too much for Webby. He will be just fine. Calling the balls and strikes. Mark Ripperger. Uh, Interesting name. Overall accuracy of 91%. Overall consistency, also 91%. Overall favor, plus 0.5 runs for Colorado. Impactful missed calls. Bottom of the first. Webb to Gritchick. Two outs. Runner on first. One-two count. Strike, called a ball. Top of the ninth, hand to Davis. No outs, bases empty. 0-2 count, strike, called a ball. And then top of the eighth, Lawrence to Conforto, no outs, runner on first. First pitch of the at-bat, ball called a strike. So once again, two against the Giants, one against the Rockies. Called ball accuracy, 94%. 6-97 called balls or two strikes. And called strike accuracy, 87%. 7 of 54 called strikes are true balls. So another mid-80s called strike accuracy. Don't really like seeing that, but, I mean, it is what it is. All three of these guys were mid-80s when they're called strike accuracy. All right, so let's get into game three. And I'll admit, after already having won the first two games of the series, I was resigned to the Giants losing this one just It was going to be what it was going to be. And then I saw the first inning. Uh, I managed to get home early enough to actually catch basically the Rockies half of the first inning and then watch the rest of the game. And I was just disappointed and upset and let my own pessimism uh, start to settle in. Cobb was on the mound and he got hit around in the first. Three straight singles started the inning and the scoring. The first out via strikeout, then a hit by pitch, a two RBI single, an RBI double, then a strikeout, a walk and a flyout. It was rough. He saw all nine batters in the first inning. It took Cobb 29 pitches to get out of the first. His first one, two, three inning didn't come until the fourth. His final line was five innings pitched, eight hits, four earned runs, one walk, one hit by pitch, seven strikeouts though. Uh, as for our own lineup, Wade Jr. was at first 0 for 4 with a strikeout and an RBI. Estrada was playing second; he went 1 for 4 with two strikeouts, a walk, a run, an RBI, and a home run. Uh, Peterson was DHing; he went 1 for 5 with a strikeout and an RBI. Davis was at third; he went 2 for 5 with a strikeout and a run. Conforto was in right; he went 2 for 3 with a strikeout, a walk, a run, two RBIs off a home run. Hanniger was in left. He went 0 for 4 with a strikeout. Sable was catching. He went 1 for 2 with a strikeout, two walks, and a run. Slater was in center, 1 for 3 with two strikeouts. And then Yaz would come in to pinch hit and play center. He drew a walk and uh, or managed to score a run. Schmidt was at short. Uh, he went 0 for 3. And then Crawford would come in to pinch hit and play short. He went 1 for 1 with an RBI and a run. So nine hits, 34 at-bats, 10 strikeouts, another double-digit strikeout, uh, five walks, two home runs this game. So we finally got it out of the park. Taylor Rogers, he was the first out of the pen. Uh, you know, that's another example of Taylor Tyler. I like actually seeing that. It's kind of interesting. Uh, Taylor was first out in the sixth. He got a one-two-three inning via strikeout, lineout, and strikeout. So makes up for the game two where he got a, strikeout, give him a hit, strikeout, intentional walk, strikeout, you know, Tyler came out for the seventh and this time he did not get a one, two, three inning. So they both evened out over the two games. Tyler got a ground out, gave up a walk, a double, and then got a line out, intentionally walked the fifth batter to load the bases and then got a fielder's choice to third to escape without giving up a run. Alexander came out in the eighth and he got a one, two, three inning via fly out, line out and ground out and Doval once again, might as well call it automatic schedule tweet, Came out to close the game with a two-run lead thanks to the offensive stand from the Giants in the top of the ninth. He struck out the first batter, hit the next batter, got a pop out to third, and then a ground out to third to shut the door on the Rockies and complete the sweep with the second comeback in a row for the Giants. The offense left seven on base, went three for eight with runners in scoring position. Crawford hit a double, Davis hit a triple, Peterson got a two-out RBI, and Wade hit a sack fly. Estrada stole a base, Coburn and Error attempting the uh, pickoff throw to first. Now the Giants scoring, uh, Estrada scored on a home, or they started with Estrada scoring a home run in the first. Okay. Makes you feel good about the game, home run, first inning. And then the next score would not come until the sixth. The Conforto two-run home run in the sixth. All right, that made it three to or uh, four to three. Then Crawford comes in for a pinch hit RBI double. It was an 0-2 curveball low, basically out of the zone, and he golfed it to right in the ninth. And then Wade Jr. hit a sack fly in the ninth, and then Peterson came in clutch for that extra insurance run, an RBI single. And uh, like I said, Duvall would come out and close the door. Giants winning six to four. Uh, Cobb. All right, so let's look at Cobby here. 83 pitches. uh, 36 sinkers, 32 splitters, 14 knuckle curves, and one slider. Uh, we're also going to look at some of his pitches that got hit around to try and understand which ones are really
1: giving him trouble. Um, but like I said, 36 sig- uh, sinkers, 32 splitters, 14 knuckle curves, one slider. And let's see. A splitter
0: average 90 on the nose. Knuckle curves, 83.9. Sinkers, 94.4. Uh, knuckle curve also obviously had a lot of drop that slider right around the same amount of drop as that knuckle curve with your sinkers and splitters coming into a right-handed batter from that zero reference line. Almost a six foot release point His spray across the strike zone. He didn't really go out and away from a righty too much. He did come in a little bit and then down, um, not really down and in or down and out, just kind of down, uh, 41 pitches in the strike zone, 42 out of the strike zone, uh, 46 pitches were swung at, and they took 37. They took that one slider, uh, swung at the majority of the knuckle curves, swung at more of the splitters than they took, and it's about 50-50 for the sinkers. He threw 23 balls, uh, 26 strikes, 13 called, 13 swinging. Of the called strikes, the majority were sinkers. He had three splitters, one knuckle curve, and that slider were called strikes. And the swinging strikes were mainly splitters. Uh, You had four knuckle curves and three sinkers that were swinging strikes. Batters made contact on 34 of his pitches with 18 foul tips, eight hits for outs, and eight base hits. Those ace base hits, four sinkers, three splitters, and a knuckle curve. Seven hard hits. He had one ground ball that was hit hard. Uh, five line drives hit hard and one fly ball. The fly ball was a knuckle curve. The grounder was a sinker. And then three splitters and two sinkers for the line drives. And then if you look at the uh, play-by-play on ESPN, going to the bottom of the first, O2 counts a uh, splitter down and in the middle. Was a single oh one count, knuckle curve,
1: uh down and uh I can't remember how far Just left handed or right-handed, down and out to a righty. Uh and then a
0: splitter was hit for an RBI single that was like middle and end to a righty. Another RBI single was up and in, it was a sinker. Uh, and then another <laughs> RBI hit, a sinker. That was middle-middle. So sinker,
1: sinker, splitter, knuckle curve, splitter for the hits that he got. And it's just a rough first. Um, but we're going to look closer
0: at Cobb and De looking at their baseball savant pages later. All right. So, overall accuracy for Shane Livensparger. That's another interesting name. Yeah, Livensparger. Overall accuracy, 91%. Overall consistency, 91%. Overall favor, plus 0.2 runs for San Francisco. His impactful missed calls, top of the ninth, Johnson Diaz. No outs, runner on first, 3 0 count, strike call to ball. Top of the ninth, Johnson Wade Jr. No outs. Runners on second and third, 2-1 count, ball is called a strike. Top of the ninth, Johnson to Crawford, no outs. Runners on first and second, 0-1 oh count, ball called a strike. All three of these from the same pitcher in the same inning. That's interesting. That's the first I think I've seen that. Uh, called ball accuracy was 94%. Six of a hundred called balls are true strikes. And his called strike accuracy was 83%. Like I said, all three of these guys are mid eighties for so their called strike accuracy. Seven of 41 called strikes were true balls. So there you go. Giant sweep. You love to see it. It's their second sweep of the season. Uh, and honestly, this is what you want to see, right? This is a team uh, that's been struggling, the Rockies and seeing the Giants actually managed to pull the sweep off, win against a team that they should be winning against, even if two of the uh, wins were comeback wins. It, it's good to see. And honestly, I like seeing comeback wins. It shows that this team is not going to be down and out. They're always going to be trying to fight back. And that's something that um, I think the fans need to see as well. That's that's an infectious type of mentality and behavior, and it just needs to carry on. The series puts the Giants at 32-30. and 30. Still holding on to that third spot in the West, the five games behind the sole holder first place, the Diamondbacks, who are thirty-seven and twenty-five, and that puts us three and a half games back at the second-place Dodgers, who just lost two of three to the Reds. Uh, hello, LA De la Cruz, uh, and the Dodgers are thirty-six and thirty-six and twenty-seven, uh, and we're now three games ahead of the Padres, who are twenty-nine and thirty-three. Yikes. And seven games ahead of the Rockies, 26 and 38. They are now only half a game out of the wild card. Uh, The Dodgers had that first wild card spot. The Marlins hold the second spot at 35 and 38. Excuse me. I'm pretty sure that should be 35 and
1: 28. Uh, Let me double check that because that's just wrong. Where's my cursor? There it is. Let's see here. ESPN. How did I mistype that one? Excuse me. The Marlins are 35 and 28, not 35 and 38. That's my fat finger.
0: Uh, And then. The Pirates have that third spot at 32 and 29. Ha, got that one right. Uh, That puts the Giants two games ahead of the Phillies, who are 30 and 32, and two and a half games ahead of the Mets, who just got swept by the Braves and fell to 30 and 33, and they are now fourth in the NL East. Now, while I was praising Steve Cohen earlier in the season for spending all that money, getting all those players, and hopefully stringing together a good season, um... I'll be honest, I'm not like the biggest Mets fan, so it's kind of funny to see them fall to fourth. All right. So for this part of the show, I kind of wanted to look at our two other top of the rotation pitchers that have now had a couple of rough outings. So I'm talking about Dave Scafani and Alex Cobb. Now, Dave Scafani, he's basically been in that number three spot but he's been trending in the wrong direction over the past month, month and a half of his starts. So if you go back and look, um, he had a really good April. Six innings, no earned. 6.1, one earned. 6.2, two earned. Five, four earned. And then six, two earned. That was his April. It was a good April. Wound up with a 2.7 ERA. He was 2-1. and one. Um. gave uh struck out 27 and only gave up three walks. So it was it was a pretty good April form but then let's start at May. Uh first game, great May, right? Houston Astros, uh 8 innings no earned runs. 3 strikeouts, 3 hits, no walks. Come to a second start in May. 7 innings, 5 earned against the Nationals. We all remember that game, that was the 5 in the first inning. Giants couldn't come back from that one. Uh, You look at the Diamondbacks game uh, that he started, five innings, three earned. One walk, only two strikeouts. Game against the Marlins, 5.1, two earned. Okay, not too terrible, kind of turning back in the right direction, but then he has that start against the Twins. Four earned, seven total runs in five innings. Uh, It comes out against the Pirates, goes seven innings, only three earned. Um but it's his walks over the whole month of April. He only walked three batters. And over the month of May, he walked six. Now he did have three games with more innings, uh, eight innings, seven innings, and seven innings for his top three in May. And that's the top three throughout the whole season. The other games, five, five, 5.1. And then you look at the start against the Baltimore Orioles three innings five earned runs six total so he's been trending in the wrong direction at the end of may he had a or for the month of may he had a 4.1 era uh, and now for june he's got a 15 era but and his his whip has been increasing to start the season he was less than one 0.5, 0.49. Then it went to 0.63, uh, 0.88, 0.93. And now for the month of June, because of the one game that he's played, 2.67. Month of May, 1.15. Month of April, 0.93. So the trend is not what you want to see is what I'm getting at. Um, so let's look at the actual stat cast here. Uh, he has thrown... 1,043 pitches and 16 barrels. So 7.2% barrel rate. Um, he's still in the top 5% of the league and walk rate at 4.1%. Uh, his ERA is at a 3.97. He's got a 17.6% strikeout rate. That hard hit rate, though is 45.3. Um, and if you come up and look at his percentile rankings currently, the only thing he is red in is walk rate, 95th percentile. Everything else is turning toward blue. The next highest thing after that is his barrel percentage at 62%. And then his extension at 57. His strikeout rate, he's 17th percentile. Uh, his chase rate, he's 42nd percentile. His whiff percentage, 8th
1: percentile. Hard hit percentage, 17th percentile. So. Like I said, the trend not not too great. Uh, his
0: pitch selections he s- throws mainly sliders, then he goes to the sinker. he's got a few fastballs and change ups that make up like eleven and then
1: ten point six percent and then you know five percent of the time'll throw a curveball. but If you actually look at those pitch types, those sliders, there's
0: those most of the time. He's gotten 22 strikeouts on them, giving up two home runs, a 228 batting average on those. His lowest
1: batting average, mainly because he doesn't throw it that often, is that curveball, a 118. Um, He's got a 24.3% whiff rate on that slider. The lowest study's got is a six point eight percent on that four seamer. Forty-four point eight percent ground balls so far this season. So something is going
0: on with them. I'm not entirely sure what it is, obviously, because I don't get to I'm I'm not an actual reporter. I don't get to interview these guys. Um, and I have not really
1: listened to his post game press conferences, uh, but hopefully that pitching staff can work
0: with him get the get the trend going back in the in the right direction
1: because um, there is not a lot of red with him this season, let's see here. And then let's uh, let's look at Alex Cobb real quick and some of his visuals here.
0: Alex Cobb is still doing relatively well. He's still definitely the number two behind Logan Webb. Um, his trend, his May was, was a little bit worse, uh, mainly because of that seven runs and four innings against the Brewers. I think that's what really did him in because you look at his May... Seven innings, no earned. Seven point one, no earned. Three point one, two earned in the uh, against the Phillies. Seven innings, three earned. So yeah, that three point one with two, and then that four with seven is kind of what ruined that ERA for May. A three seven seven in May against a two point four three in April. Uh, his whip though is is kind of steady, honestly. Uh, the lowest that he's had in a game, 1.13. Uh, but, you know, he's staying like right around between 1.55 and 1. 1.3 is where his whip is kind of staying. Um, and against the Rockies there, that five innings, four earned. But seven strikeouts. Like, that's the second highest strikeout numbers that he's gotten. Like, he's had two games with eight strikeouts, once against the Marlins. Once against the Twins. And uh two games with seven strikeouts, once against the Padres, and excuse me, this is the third time he's gotten seven, once against the Baltimore, Orioles and now once against the Rockies. So good strikeout numbers. Uh, and then his his walks four in April. It was it was his May where his walk rate uh was just terrible. All of the games that he pitched in May. So, one against the Brewers, one against the Diamondbacks, one against the Phillies, one against the Twins, and another one against the Brewers. There wasn't a single game where he didn't walk anybody. But, uh, and now in two games in May or in June, he's only walked one. So, he walked four people in April, 14 in May, and now one in June. So, looks like that kind of is trending back in the direction that you would want to see. Um, and I think he's still going to be a great, uh, second ace behind Logan Webb. Like I said, some guys just, they, they get hit around. Uh, and honestly, I kind of expect, and maybe this is just my wrong opinion, my wrong take, but I kind of expect the teams that are going to hit you around are going to be the ones that you're going to face the most. They're going to be your division rivals. They've seen you all the time. They saw you 19 times last year. They're going to see you what, 13? Times this year, I forgot how many games they took away. Um, but he's got some. He's got good red up here. His chase rate, he's seventy fourth percentile on chase rate. Uh, he's seventy second percentile on fastball velocity, eightieth percentile and walk rate, sixty second percentile on barrel percentage. Um, so just a just one rough game, I think honestly was what it was for him. Uh, in this. Starting against the Rockies, the Giants picked him up anyway and still got it. Uh, He sticks to those sinkers, splitters, and curveballs with just a few sliders. He's only thrown seven four-seamers this whole season. Uh, But it's very
1: clearly sinkers and splitters. 500 sinkers to 453 splitters. Um, Expected batting average on all of his pitches.
0: It's in the two fifties, two thirties, ones and t- ones at two seventy eight. I uh, got good whiff percentage. The one with the most is that curveball,
1: forty point three percent whiff rate. So, just needs to move on from the uh,
0: from this one rough start. Get back to giving us you know six innings. Uh, and. I think he can do it. I mean, I, I have faith in, in Alex Cobb. Uh, you look at the innings pitched, they really started ticking back up in the in the right direction here. Started out rough against the Yankees, 3.2, 7 in the, against the Royals, then back to 3.2 against the Dodgers. Well, it's the Dodgers. 5, then 9, then 5, 7, 7.1, 3.1, 7, 4, 7.2, 5. So... I got a feeling maybe in his next couple of starts, he's going to be back to seven innings, zero to one run earned runs, uh, and be able to actually seal up that spot at number two behind Webb. Uh So let real quick, let's uh, let's take a look at our projected starters coming up this weekend. We, the giants open up against the Cubs uh, tonight, Friday, uh, in about five, five and a half hours, it looks like. Um, looks like the Cubs are going to be starting Stroman against Dea Now, I did just get done saying Dea has been trending in the wrong direction. Stroman has been trending in the right direction. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, game two, looks like it's going to be Hendricks versus Junis. Now, I don't know if that's going to be a bullpen game or what they're really going to do there. And then Sunday, Wesneski versus Minaya. So, interesting interesting matchups here. Mainly, I, I, I'm curious to see how the Giants are going to handle the pitching with De Scalfani, Junis, and Mania being their starters.
1: Um, Minaya has been turning in the right direction. De Scalfani has been turning in the wrong direction.
0: And honestly, we haven't seen Junis in a little while, but... Not too much, at least. But the Cubs, they're not doing well this season. They're 26 and 36 right now. Seven and a half games back at the first place Brewers. Um, as far as they're hitting, Fangrass has them at 18th in average, 21st in runs, um, 12th in on-base percentage and 18th in OPS. You don't see any numbers in the top 10 until you look at their starting pitchers and their relief pitchers. Starting pitchers are eighth in ERA, seven in whip, seventh in hits per nine, and fifth in home runs per nine. And their relief pitchers are seventh in strikeouts per nine. Everything else are pretty low. Uh, Starters are 10th in walks per nine and 24th in strikeouts per nine. And their relief pitchers are 24th in ERA, 26th in the whip, 26th in walks per nine, 20th in hits per nine, 20th in home runs per nine. So, honestly, if we can do what we did to the Rockies relief pitchers, which, I mean, clearly, you look at the last two games, we started scoring in the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth innings. Um, looking at the rankings of leave, uh, these relief pitchers for the Cubs, we can probably do to the Cubs what we did to the Rockies. Maybe not sweep, but at least take two out of three, especially once we start getting these relief pitchers in, uh, unless they just decide to have, you know, some type of revelation and decide to play well right before they start playing us. But we will see. That'll be coming tonight. Uh, Stroman versus Stay Sclafani. And as much as I need to try and be positive, let's be honest, Stroman's been doing well. De Sclafani has not. Uh, let's actually look at Stroman's
1: numbers here on fans, uh, fan graphs. So 2023 he's 6 and 4
0: 13 games 79 innings pitched. Uh he's averaging 7.75 strikeouts per 9, 3.08 walks per 9, .57 home
1: runs per 9. Um Jesus. 2.39 ERA. Let's see, 6-4, 13 games, one complete game,
0: shutout. Uh, He's given up 52 hits and 22 runs in 79 innings.
1: 68 strikeouts in 79 innings. So, going to be an interesting challenge for the Giants. Let's see what they can do. Once again, I want to
0: thank everybody for listening. I truly appreciate it. Any comments, pointers, tips, corrections, just let me know in the comments. Uh, once again, sources for all of the information that I put out today, ESPN, uh, Fangrass, Baseball Reference, Baseball Savant, uh, NBC Sports Bay Area via Alex Pavovich's articles, and then The Athletic via Grant Brisby and Andrew Baggerly's articles, as well as other various podcasts. Um, so... I will see you after the Cubs uh, series this weekend. Everybody have a
1: safe and happy weekend. Hope you have a great time. And we'll see you again Monday. Take it easy.